Hello and welcome to the Millennial Ag Podcast, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today. Your co-hosts, Valian Likely and Catherine Lotzbeach. Welcome to episode six. It's hard to believe that we're already here and, and we've been doing this for, for a month and a half. Um, it's incredible what such a short time has taught us. And I think today's episode plays perfectly into that. Um, while Valian and I were thinking about what we wanted to talk about this week, um, one of the challenges that we have is narrowing down the topic because there's so many interesting things to talk about in agriculture and so many lenses to view them through. And today we, or for this week, you know, we've been, we've been tossing around the idea of talking about all the balancing acts that happen in agriculture and um, been through all of the things that you can think of that spring to mind for, for when, when that phrase is brought up, you know, you can talk about plant-based versus, versus meat. You can talk about big versus small. Um, You can talk about selling what your consumers want, but not selling, not selling out your belief system in what you produce and, and, you know, trying to balance accurate marketing and labeling with what you produce versus what the consumer wants, even balancing profitability. And it seems like, you know, it's really hard to balance those things. And it's, it's difficult because it feels like you get caught in the middle and it's hard, hard as a production agriculturist to, to find the balance. And then Valine and I started thinking even deeper about these things that get talked about an awful lot and started thinking about a lot of the bad feelings that get in, that are engendered um, between, between sectors of who are trying to balance in between those things. And it led us down a really interesting path. And so today uh, we aren't going to be talking so much about, you know, those balancing acts that we're all familiar with in agriculture, but more about how to, how to um, get out of the idea that, that we have to be stuck in the middle of something or that, that for someone, for us to win or for someone else to be winning, that someone else has to be losing. And, we're going to dive into that today and see, see where the conversation takes us. That sounds like a great plan. And thanks, Catherine, for kind of giving an overview of, kind of what's been squirreling um, in our brains the last few days as we've been running around. Um, do we want to maybe start with explaining some of the balancing acts you and I have experienced um, within agriculture? Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Val. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's the one, you know, one that we keep coming back to all the time, but it's one that, that is very important in the agricultural industry is, is saying, you know, livestock, livestock production versus crop production. And I think the, the easiest thing to say there is that, um, you know, livestock guys like low feed prices, but low feed prices are not a good thing for, for the sustainability and longevity of crop producers, um, businesses and you know it it's easy to to let animosity generate there that's that's the first balancing act that i think of in agriculture the first you know give and take of where it seems like not everybody can win all the time what about you yeah absolutely and it's if if milk prices are up sometimes beef prices are down or if crop prices Mm -hmm. are up it always seems like the milk prices are down and the dairies are struggling and same with beef production. And, and you're, while we, you know, a lot of times there's crossover between the two, um, there's still, there's still frustration between the two because we're all trying to make a living and it's, 
it always seems like we're we're balancing between the two um, or feel like we're pointing fingers at whose fault it is for for those situations right and that's an interesting thing you bring up is is you know placing fault or blame on on other sectors or other people in the industry who might be doing the same thing as you and and they might be doing well and you aren't and and it can feel like um i i I think the best way to put it is it can feel like a zero-sum game what do you mean by zero-sum game so zero-sum is um, it's an idea that I actually first came across in one of my political science classes in college. And the easiest way to put it is that um, another person's gain is another person's loss. So who's ever winning, if there's a winner, there's an automatic loser and nobody, you know, you can't, you can't optimize for everybody. Um, there's a maximization for one person. So, you know, there's, there's winners and there's losers and there's no in between and that it's just black and white, just exactly like that. So would it be similar to maybe Brene Brown's victim versus Viking mentality that we sometimes subconsciously put on ourselves? Um, you know, if I've either got to like overpower and make sure that, that nobody's walking over me or everybody's walking over me and poor me. Yeah, that's exactly like that. I've, I've only, I've listened to that, um, that talk that she's given only very briefly, but it sounds like, it sounds like exactly the same thing. Um, and that, and that, you know, there, there has to be a loser and it's easy to get caught in that trap of thinking that you're automatically that loser. I fall victim or I fall into this category quite often or get defensive when people point blame on me. And then I have to feel like I rise above and, and be victorious because I, I don't want, I don't want to be walked on. Or sometimes it's easier just to roll over and say, you're right. Let's just go along. And so then you're the victim, right? And you and can't I, be yep. in the middle. Do you think that we have, do you, do you see this happening in agriculture like I do? I mean, I feel like I hear all the time between, you know, the pages that I follow on Facebook and the discussions that I have just out and about with, with clients and with people in the industry, it seems like if someone perceives, you know, someone else in agriculture is winning, they automatically think that they're losing. And it's like, there's, it's like they think that there's a finite amount of wealth and, and, you know, someone's going to get a bigger piece of the piece of the pie than, than they are. And I say they, but I, I have to admit that I have, I've fallen victim to this too, thinking, thinking that agriculture is, especially production agriculture is a zero sum game. Um, just because of the way that we've always operated. And I mean, I guess, you know, one thing that we're doing with this podcast is really trying to challenge our own beliefs, our own preconceived notions. And I think that this is one that we need to challenge agriculture about. Absolutely. And and maybe get off our high horses a little bit or or our low horses sometimes. And it's, it's so easy when, when somebody tells you, no, I don't want to buy the corn crop this year. Um, I can't afford to, um, to, to point fingers at, at them for making that decision. But in reality, it's, it's the market as a whole. And how do you, how do you take that anger and frustration and move it forward and not, the, well, you're struggling, so I shouldn't be struggling, or just because you are able to expand right now and I'm not, I, 
it's not fair. Um, how can we all, all move forward and how can we ride the highs and the lows at different times without getting ticked off at your neighbor, without getting ticked off at somebody else in the industry or somebody that's maybe being more innovative than you are. Right. And I think, so, I mean, to me, that sounds like, you know, it's not a, not a, a, a technical problem within the industry. It's not, you know, it's not based on the way that business is done. Um, because, because, you know, ostensibly we operate in a capitalistic system and, and there isn't a finite amount of wealth just by that definition, but it's not, it's not a technical problem that we have. It's really more of a mindset problem. Absolutely. And I think just opening our minds and, and looking at the big picture from different angles and, and putting ourselves, I think I've said this before, in somebody else's shoes and seeing what they're seeing or what they're feeling because we're all coming at it from a different angle and different passions and different mindsets. Right. And I think, you know, this is probably maybe, you know, some of our listeners are thinking, what the heck are they talking about? It's, this is a touchy feely kind of a thing. And, and usually they talk about agriculture, which tends to be very data driven and hard and solid. And, um, you know, one thing we're trying to do with this podcast is to, to provoke thought and to try to think about things in a different way, because we do see places within, within agriculture that we've been doing them the same way for a hundred years and it's not working anymore. And maybe this is one of those areas, um, you know, thinking, thinking that production agriculture is a zero sum game and, and, you know, behaving as though there's a finite amount of, of good to be had, whether that's, you know, wealth or, or the production of something or the size of a farm or whatever. Um, so you, you had talked about Brene Brown and, and how that Viking versus victim mentality sounds like it lines right up with, with zero sum game or the zero sum theory. Did, did she have a way out of that kind of thinking? So her, there, like, how can we move forward in agriculture? How can we get past this roadblock? And I, I think the first um, approach to that is recognizing it, recognizing it in ourselves and recognizing when we fall victim or Viking to a situation. And it's easy to say, Catherine, you're acting like a victim right now um, as I'm stomping all over you. Um, <laughs> But I think we need to recognize it in ourselves first and, and figure out what our triggers are for those. And then, then we can move forward because we have, to, um, we have to just recognize it. We have to recognize it in ourselves is the biggest thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, getting back to that touchy-feely kind of stuff, it's hard to realize that you might be a flawed human being and to, to open up to that vulnerability um, especially when it pertains to something as as um, critical as the way that you make your livelihood, um, but maybe being open open to that could actually, you know, really blow things wide open for agriculture as a whole, and and you know, stopping this this limiting belief that that we can't that we can't all be you know, doing well at the same time. I hesitate to use the word winning because, you know, it is, 
I'm not sure that everybody truly can win all the time, but I do think that, you know, we can optimize, optimize the way things work or systems or, or industries for foremost people rather than just, you know, thinking we can only maximize it for one person or one industry or one sector. Absolutely. And I, I go back a little bit to, you know, the balancing act of all this. And, you know, sometimes we feel like we're, we're on a tightrope and it just takes one person doing something and we fall off or we go, or we go flying if it's on a teeter totter scale. Um, and, and we shouldn't have to feel like we're walking a tightrope and just balancing and just trying to get by as a whole or trying to win or just try to get to the other side. We have to see, see what's around us and work on, on growing and helping and, and riding the lows out. You know, the lows are going to come. If we're going to stay in agriculture, we know the markets are going to um, fall down. We know that fires are going to happen. We know that commodities are going to become scarce at some point or a disease is going to break out and we know those lows are going to come. Um, but how do we ride those out without getting too angry or too victim or feeling too victimized by those situations, you know, and just, and preparing yourself for those because they are going to come. It might not be tomorrow or next year, but maybe it's going to be our generation that faces the big one or, or maybe it's going to, the markets are going to turn up for the better tomorrow. And how are we going to ride that out without getting too arrogant and cocky and, and, you know, going around bragging about it? Um, how do we, how do we balance that out too with, with this, this new mindset we're trying to encourage? Oh man, big questions. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, I think it all starts with, like you said, with realizing that this this is sort of a, a self-limiting belief loop that we've got going on. And I mean, realizing it is the hardest thing. And then and then I think being willing to 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 talk about this kind of stuff and to, to start thinking about it and planning for it and and realizing that we don't have to be stuck in the same the same way that things have always been just because they've always been that way but the hard part is is realizing that and then you know having courage to to start start changing it and um it's you know it's 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 pretty hard in an industry full of individuals and and very willful and strong people um and forceful personalities to to get everybody headed in the same direction. But I think, I think working on this in agriculture will help us to move forward, to be more profitable um, across the board and to, to make it maybe so that, you know, we, we have more compassion and, and uh, understanding of each other rather than, you know, thinking, ah, that bugger across the street he's getting $180 for hay and milk prices are only 13 bucks right now. So he's living the high life and I'm going to be in the ground pretty soon. Um, You bring up an interesting point on courage. Um, Typically I think agriculture defines courage as 
being rough and tough and I have the courage to get on that bronchi horse or I have the courage to stay up all night milking cows or pulling calves. Um, but you didn't use courage in that context. No, no, this is, uh, gosh, I think, <laughs> you know, I think doing something like that is, is maybe easier, um, than, than, than thinking about the way that you operate and yourself as a human being this way. I mean, really examining, examining yourself in these kinds of ways is, uh, for me, it's terrifying. I know that I, it's very uncomfortable, I guess. Um, and it takes a lot more courage to sit down and, and let go of the busyness and, and think about these sorts of things that maybe we've been, we've been, um, you know, just duct taping over for so long when really what it needs is, you know, the extra hour or two to sit down and really think about it and fix it right rather than just limping along, um, calling it good enough and ignoring sort of the problem in the corner. Well, and I think with things like this that we duct tape, when the duct tape finally wears off, it's a lot worse than bailing twine breaking. Um, it's, it can, you know, it can be devastating. And when you finally, if you're not honing into some of this mindset early on, um, it can cause a lot of anger, frustration with families um, frustrations with neighbors, within industries, segmentation, that sort of thing. Right. And I think actually, you know, you talk about how it can do that. I think it has done that. You think about the, you know, the animosity in the industry, the, the great fractiousness that we have, um, and the inability to, to really, you know, coalesce as an industry and face some of the outside problems that we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, threats from, from activists or, you know, policy and regulation from people who don't understand um, how agriculture actually works. I think that, you know, part of this mindset is, has caused us to get to where we are in agriculture with, with a lot of the divisiveness and, and, and inability to get along for our own greater and collective good. Um, at the risk of sounding, you know, like a socialist there, but <laughs> there does have to be, there does have to be at some point in time where, where we realize, you know, what we're doing um, is causing problems for the industry. And I think, I think taking this first step to realize that we don't have to view this as a zero sum game. You know, there is, there is enough to go around. There's, there's an infinite amount of, of wealth to be, to be acquired in agriculture just because of the system that we operate in. Um, you know, could be a really great first step towards towards being a really strong industry and being able to to stand within um, the onslaught of of outside forces. Absolutely, and staying staying connected. You know, going back to our first week one and two about the division within agriculture, and I think this is the next step in in tearing down the walls that have caused those civil wars and, and just standing together in the highs and the lows. And when, when you're struggling and I'm succeeding, how can we still support each other? And how can we not get jealous, not get envious, not get angry, um, but stand together and help, the, help pick each other up and also encourage while we're on top? Because we know it's cyclical and we know that it's going to 
come around again and how do we how do we continue to help each other rather than tear each other down right and i think i think our conversation today has been a, a really great start towards that and and something else that we would like to put out there for you listeners is that the more that we do this um the more valine and i realize that we don't have all the answers and we think that it would be um incredibly arrogant to come to you know to tell you that we do and so you'll you'll hear as our episodes go on that we're asking more questions than we have answers for and the reason for that is that because it's because we know that that everybody has unique experiences and you know everybody views things in different from different lenses and so we're asking these questions to provoke thought and also because we want to hear what you have to say we need your feedback to help understand these problems and then to help help think about how we're going to go about solving them because we sure as heck don't have the answers and we we want to hear what you have to say about these about these issues yeah and we're just we're just two people that have a lot of questions and our minds are constantly going and we want to see what the rest of the agriculture industry is doing as well and we what we might answer on our own questions might not be the way you answer it all. And that's what we want to hear. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your point of view. Um, and so feel free to reach out to us and give us those yeah, feedback and constructive criticism and, and start some of this conversation. Cause it starts, it starts now. We can, we can wait on the shore and watch the river go by, but we're never going to make progress if we don't jump in and swim at some point. Exactly. And there's way more than one way to swim. And so we thank you for your time today. We would love to hear what, what your ideas on or what your thoughts are on the idea of, of agriculture viewing, viewing the entire game as, as zero sum and and how we can start changing that. Um, we are wide open to suggestions, your ideas, your thoughts, your comments, and we want to start this dialogue. So give us a call, drop us a line. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Millennial Ag Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us, provide feedback, and submit your questions. Our email address is Catherine at millennialag.com. That is K- Catherine with a K A T H. A-R-I-N-E. And please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Also, rate us on your favorite podcast platforms.